that can really impact their lives after they fall. The elderly population oftentimes live independently, live alone, and after a fall like a hip fracture, they aren't always able to go back to their own home. So they're going back to a skilled nursing facility, they're requiring surgery, new medications, can be really detrimental to their lifestyle. Life is complicated, but getting healthy doesn't have to be. Welcome to Enlo Medical Center's podcast, Health Matters. I'm your host, Daniela Contreras. Listen to experts and everyday people share real stories and resources to improve our health and well-being. Most of us spend at least half of our days at home, so it's very natural that many accidents or health emergencies happen in our own homes. Lots of those accidents result in trauma injuries. The main cause of traumatic injuries like bone fractures are falls. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, every year more than 3 million people are treated in emergency departments for fall injuries. Falls can be particularly dangerous for people over 65 years. Hi everyone, I'm Daniela Contreras and I'm here with Kayla Bentley and Los Trauma Services Resource Nurse and Erin Parsley, Emergency Department Charge Nurse, to talk about how we can prevent falls and other accidents so we can be safe at home. Thank you, Erin and Kayla, for being here today. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. So, Erin, can you tell us why are falls so serious? Well, falls are the leading cause of injury in our elderly population. They are at increased risk for serious injury with a trip and fall, as opposed to you and I who are younger and can recover a little bit more quickly. It can be really detrimental to them. It could be a lifestyle change. It can require surgery. It can cause them to have to leave their home. A lot of these folks are living independently in their homes still and may not be able to return home after a trip and fall and a hip fracture, for instance. In fact, 454 patients were entered into our trauma registry just in 2022 from traumatic falls. That's a lot of people. It is, and it can really impact their lives after they fall. The elderly population oftentimes live independently, live alone, and after a fall like a hip fracture, they aren't always able to go back to their own home. So they're going back to a skilled nursing facility, they're requiring surgery, new medications, can be really detrimental to their lifestyle. What are some of the risk factors, age, as you mentioned? So there are several risk factors, especially when you're talking about our elderly population. You know, you can think about age-related changes. So bone degeneration like osteoporosis, muscle weakening, loss of balance and coordination, the use of assistive devices. So using a front wheel walker can actually put you at increased risk in certain circumstances for a fall. Also, these folks are on medications that help control their blood pressure. They're on blood thinning medications, which can increase their risk for bleeding. So if they fall and hit their head, they could potentially have a brain bleed. That is super serious. And then if you're also thinking about the homes that these folks live in, a smaller walkway, maybe not adequate lighting in the rooms that they're using or where they're sitting. So all of these things can kind of snowball into a much increased risk for a fall and an injury. And what are some of the most common injuries that you see in the emergency department? So the most common injury that we would see from a fall would probably be a hip fracture. And there's different types of hip fractures. They can range in severity. We also see bumps on the head, which can cause bleeding into the brain. So that can be pretty detrimental as well. Yeah, that sounds very serious. So Kila, can you tell us what are some of the exercises people can do at home to prevent falls? Yes, so muscle strengthening and conditioning is just as important as mobility and balance. 
some very basic exercises we can all do at home to help with balance, mobility, and some coordination is you can shift your weight one leg at a time. Put your weight, let's say, on the left leg and just lift the right leg and hold as long as you can. Try and get to 30 seconds, maybe the first time. If it's 10 seconds, gradually increase from there and do that three times. If you don't have good balance or coordination, I do not. You can use a chair or a wall. You can also find an elevated surface in your home, whether that be a stair, a curb, a small step stool, and just slowly do taps to it. About 15 each leg. Again, if you need to sturdy yourself with a wall or a chair, I recommend that. Just sitting in a chair and pushing to a stand position repeated like 10 times will help kind of build the strength in your legs that we need if we fall to get up off the floor. Also, we can do some heel-toe walking, about 10 to 15 steps. And the best thing that we all have access to is actually walking. There's also, if they need further care, they can always just reach out to an actual physical therapist. They can provide acute care. Yes. So a lot of times physical therapy and occupational therapy are amazing resources. Unfortunately, most of the time you need a referral. So if you're looking for more specialized and one-on-one exercises, please reach out to your primary care to get that referral. Perfect. So then Erin, back to you. What are some of the things we could do at home to make it safer? So clearing pathways is the thing that I think of first. Removing area rugs, especially if it's an area rug overlying a carpeted area, that can cause unnecessary tripping hazard. Decreasing the clutter as much as you can. And then using good lighting whenever you're in a room, making sure that the lights are on and that you can see as adequately as possible. As we know in the elderly population, you know, our vision decreases the older we get. And so making it as easy on yourself as you possibly can. Right. I feel like not even for adults, older adults, but just for everybody. Exactly. Right. How often do you just run into a room and forget to turn the light on and run into the side of right. your bed or whatever the case is? Or just so, area rugs. We just want to make it look pretty, but it's really not worth right. it. Right. Exactly. Okay. So Kayla, back to you. What are some of the risk assessments that doctors can do to tell you? Okay. So over the age of 65, you should be being screened by your primary care for your fall risk. And I know here at Inlo, we have a few things. So in the ER, we do something called a road test. So we make sure that you're safe and steady on your feet before being discharged home. And then inpatient, we have fall risk assessments that if you score high, you're flagged as a fall risk. And then you get your fall risk bracelet and you get some education and resources while you're here and upon discharge. And then in our new primary care clinic here at Inlo, everyone over 65 gets a fall assessment every appointment, and that gets flagged and put in your chart so we're able to identify the patients at high risk and develop treatment plans collaboratively with PT, occupational therapy, and find ways to provide education. Wow, that seems like a really comprehensive approach to fall risk prevention. And then Erin, can you tell us what happens or what should we do if we fall in public? So falling in public, it can be a really 
In addition to just being a traumatic injury experience, it can also be a little bit emotionally traumatizing as well. It's always embarrassing to trip or fall. But it is important to kind of do a self-assessment after you do fall. So if you fall in public, take, take a couple deep breaths, take a minute, and then start taking inventory of your own body. So allow yourself to just sit there for a moment or lie there for a moment, kind of start gradually, slowly moving parts of your body. Identify any areas that might be uncomfortable or painful or you have difficulty moving. If you're feeling shortness of breath, if you're feeling numbness anywhere, it's important to just not move as much as you possibly can. It's also important to draw attention to yourself. Even though you probably don't want to draw attention to yourself after you've fallen, make sure that people can come assist you. We can get EMS involved, which is calling 911, getting the ambulance there to assist you. And people can help you into a seated position if it's safe to do so at that time. So kind of taking stock of your own body, getting the attention of others, and then kind of moving forward with EMS. Well, that is so interesting because we always do the opposite. We're always trying to say, like, we're fine, we're fine. Like, yeah. Everything is okay. And you'll find that people just want to help. You know, if you fall, no one's going to make fun of you or ridicule you. They really just want to help. So take your time, take those couple minutes of deep breaths and do your self-assessment before you're moving. Perfect. That's great advice. Yeah. And are there any other common causes of injuries that you see in the emergency department? Any other common causes of fall injuries? Of falls, yes. So you see the trip and fall, you see the trip over a curb and fall, not not kind of paying attention to where you're walking, not using your assist, assistive devices appropriately. So if you've been recommended by the physical therapist or by your physician to use a walker, we strongly encourage you to use those devices if you need to. And then just kind of being aware of your surroundings as much as you can and doing everything that you can to make mobility easier. So doing the exercises that we recommend, making things safe at home, and doing as much as you can to strengthen your body and keep doing those self-assessments and being aware of what your limitations are. And not and, being afraid to ask for help. Yeah, I think we get prideful sometimes and we don't want to ask for help and we don't want to admit to ourselves what those limitations are. So not being afraid to to use that walker when you should be using that walker and, and asking for assist when you need it. That's so important. Like, let's just be comfortable and ask for help. Is there anything else that either of you would like to add that I didn't ask you? I think one thing I want to add is there is some home online assessments that you can look up and ask yourself the questions. And if you are answering yes to two or more, depending on the fall assessment, it's definitely something you should bring up with your primary care and reaching out to them for additional resources. I know that getting older, there is some fears with falling. And I think that the start is your primary care and having those open conversations. That's great. Well, thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having us. If you'd like to listen to more Health Matters conversations, go to enlo.org slash podcast. See you next time on Health Matters. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and share it with someone who might benefit from the information. Health Matters is a production of Enlo Medical Center. Oh, 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 oh,